Hello, everyone. Today we are going to talk about how you know who the right fitness professional or physical therapist or any movement professional and physician, how to pick the right one for you. Hello. Welcome to the Move Better at Home podcast, where we talk all things related to health, fitness, and life in general. On this show, we talk with experts in the health and wellness industry, as well as my own healthy living tips and tricks. I'm your host, Laura Turner. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about how you know who the right fitness professional or physical therapist or any movement professional and physician, how to pick the right one for you. This is a big topic that's been up in my uh, news feeds lately. And um, I, I very much appreciate that uh, some of this, there's been news articles that have said that you know, you really want to look at somebody that has that uses evidence-based practice in their uh, treatment plans, and I do think this is very important. Um, I think because we want to know that you know we're not wasting our time; that we are uh, finding ways to help us that have been proven in the past. I think that what is troublesome about this for me is that not all research is out there. Not all research has been published. So not all of us have read different research articles that may or may not benefit people. And so things get lost in the shuffle. Uh, When we only go by evidence-based and we only say what has been published in a journal, we may be missing out on a lot of great treatments. That being said, I think evidence comes in many forms. It can be experience, you know, a, a practitioner. Um, I, as we all know, I'm a physical therapist and I'm a strength coach, and so I have experience, you know, 30 years experience of working with people and helping them to get better. Uh, and I've continued to take education along the way. I've taken multiple d- different pieces of education from multiple different people. Uh, Some business courses, I've taken some fitness courses, I've taken some modality courses, and I kind of blend them all together and take what's best that works for me, and that works for each of my clients. I have an arsenal of tools that I use to assess people, and then I use those to guide me for what each individual needs best. It doesn't mean that every person is going to get the same exercise. A lot of people get very similar exercises because a lot of people are missing a lot of the same components in their movement patterns, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're all going to be done in the same way. I think when we get stuck is that we, we treat each person as a robot or you know every single injury is, is the same, and we need to take into account that each individual is an, actually an individual. So how do you know what who the right person to check is? Well, you know, have they kept up on the latest topics? Are, do they read research articles? Do they talk about what has been shown in in evidence? And they also explain why they are doing something. If they can explain why they're doing something and it makes sense to you, and it also feels right in your body, in your gut, in your mind, 
then it's probably right for you because I don't think that everything is right for everybody. And sometimes the placebo effects actually make people feel better. I'm not a fan of using ultrasound anymore. I did use it in the beginning of my career, um, but really wasn't seeing much structural change. And the evidence shows that it doesn't make any structural changes as a, as a treatment modality. I think it's excellent for diagnostic, but not for, as a treatment modality. And so I've phased it out of my treatments. But some people still come in wanting it because in the past they've used it or they've had it and, and they feel better. So if something makes you feel better, even though it's not making a structural change, maybe that's a positive effect of a treatment. And the same goes with massage um, and hands-on treatment. 15 years ago, every single job that I applied for was looking for a manual therapist, somebody who did manual therapy because that was the wave at the time. Now, research is showing that manual therapy may not be the way to make lasting changes, but actually exercise is the way to make lasting changes. And so that's always been my favorite part of physical therapy is teaching you how to move better and and feel better and and embrace exercise. I've always been a fan of including exercise into an everyday routine and I think it's important for everyone no matter what level you're at. And so flipping that switch and and taking back the exercise I I think is wonderful. But it goes to show again it's a trend. Um, You know years ago the exercise was a way to go then we went to manual now we're back to exercise. I think there's a blend of everything that works well together and finding a therapist or a fitness professional or a physiatrist or a physician um, who incorporates all of it and incorporates what you believe is is really what is most important and and knowing what feels good for your body. Another uh, piece that that has come into my newsfeed today was somebody made a, a joking comment sort of joking in a way it was very sarcastic and facetious about how there are a thousand different people out there who will tell you that one way of exercise is the only way to do it um there's things like animal flow and anatomy and motion which i am both of both uh i am a fan of i have not done animal flow it's on my radar but um they have some really cool exercises and they and they move your body through multiple planes and they mark it to reach to you because it's it's attractive and we try to get you to you know take the bait and, and try a different exercise routine there are lots of other modalities out there it's, with anatomy motion I think it's wonderful because it I think it actually looks from the ground up and incorporates movements that we do every day that are important to keep us moving and and kind of reap uh, looks at what's missing in the body and reintroduces it in a way that feels safe for you. And I've, I've found it to be game-changing. Is it the end-all, be-all for everybody? No, but neither is anything. And so even though something may sound like a gimmick or, or there may be a thousand different ways of doing something or calling something, really it comes down to how are you moving, what do you need to put back in your body and what are the better ways to do it for you 
because not every single person is going to react the same to every single activity. I love the anatomy and motion uh, movements and, and techniques, and I think they're easy to, for me, they're easy to do anywhere. And once people get the feel for them, they like to do them when they're pumping gas, when they're brushing their teeth, you know, in the morning when you first move up. Reintroducing that three planes of motion, I think, is huge for people. But I also have clients who just can't grasp why they're doing something and really just need basic exercises. And so I need to pivot myself and give that to them. And I need to listen better and, and provide them with what they need. When you're choosing someone to work with, I think it's important to connect with that person, to feel like you can talk with them, to disagree with someone and yet not feel like you're going to get ostracized or to ask for what you need and be able to have a conversation. It drives me nuts when I take my mom to a physician and you have 15 minutes but you can't ask a question. I think that's ridiculous. I understand we're on a schedule but I, you know, that's what we're there for, to ask questions, to learn. So you need to be able to talk with your, with your, uh, your clinician. You need to feel comfortable asking if it's not working for you, what can you do that's different that is going to work into your day? The best way and the best exercise or, or diet routine or any kind of fitness and wellness routine is the one that you're going to do, the one that you're going to stay true to and follow through. And if you find that it's not working over a period of time, and that doesn't mean two days because two days is not enough time to really experiment with something. But if you're not finding the benefit of it, then you change it and you pivot and you, and you make, make a correction. And you keep moving forward. The key is finding out what feels good for you, what feels right for you, what is sustainable for you, and that you can do in the long run to keep your body healthy and moving right. Sometimes it might change because you've been doing something for 17 years and all of a sudden you can't eat dairy anymore, for an example. And so maybe your diet does need to change. But you'll know that when the time is right. If you start to listen to your body and you listen to your gut and you trust your instincts for what you know to be right for you, you will make gains and you will find the clinicians that are right for you to help you keep you moving in the right direction. This is stuff I think is really important. I, you know, finding your own mindset, finding your own confidence to be, to listen to yourself and listen to your body and your intuition is something that's been work in progress for me, but I'm learning more and more how to trust my gut and how to take those, uh, those to heart and to incorporate that into not only my own personal life, but into my, uh, treatment style and, and, and who I work with and the and people that I train. If you need help and you want to talk about someone, you know, or who you can work with, I know a lot of people around the world that do various modalities, but I trust them to, first and foremost, to listen to you and to know that, you know, using evidence is important, paying attention to the evidence is important to guide us in the direction that we need and um, having multiple tools to be able to correct and, and treat you as an individual and as a human um, I think is, is most important. So I know people around the world that will do that for you. Um, so if you have questions, please reach out. And uh, if you're not doing anything for your fitness and your health at the moment, I urge you to, to take the first step and find the first person that you need to either make you feel better, move better from, 
from a movement point of view or to feel better and move better from a nutrition point of view. Um, there's a lot of people out there and if one person isn't working for you and they're, you're not feeling like you're being heard, then find somebody new. Uh, there's never one right answer for everybody, no matter what the evidence says. I you know, hope you take that with heart and know that evidence is important. It's important to read it. It's important to understand it. And it's important to un- know that it is late in coming out and it may not always be up to date. And there's always evidence to support multiple uh, ways of thinking. I hope that makes sense. Um, if you have questions, I'd love to continue the conversation. Please send me an email, laura at movebetterllc.com, um, or reach out and you know, let's find me on social media. I'm kind of all over the place, so find me and let's have a conversation. Keep moving, keep trusting your gut, uh, have a wonderful day, and don't forget, when in doubt, breathe out. I will see you next time. Take care. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Move Better at Home podcast. For more healthy tips, check out Move Better's Guide to Health and Fitness. You can also head on over to my Facebook group, LT's Unique Movement Beauties. The links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you found a piece of information that's helpful, please share. For more health and wellness tips, be sure to follow me on social. Have a great day. Get after it. Just one step at a time.